Hello and welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. I am your host, Sarah Picaro. I love the way that rhymes. Um, I was laughing and thinking about this the other day. Like, my last name is probably going to change someday. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Uh, I tell you what I'm going to do when I'm fucking rejoiced. I am going to sing hallelujah because that last name is not... It's not mine. It was my married last name. And that that was fun. That was my practice round, right? I think we, many of us have a practice round. And it's funny because then I can say I was lost and now I'm found. And I'm just so grateful for that. It's been the absolute biggest impact of my life is letting him in. And that's where this all began was the change with him. Big H, capital H, Jesus Christ, God himself. Jesus, God with the bod, big man upstairs, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, like capital H. And it's funny because in scripture, you see different letters for things and, and there's a lot of reasons for things, right? And I, the beauty of all of this thing called life is we get to make it mean what we choose to make it mean. And there's a lot of confusion around that, especially when it comes to this manifestation space um, in this transformation space and state, which is the space and state that I'm in working with people to transform their internal unconscious beliefs, not in a religious sense, but in a truth sense, in a, in a truth sense for them to be in real alignment with their goals, their hopes, their wishes, their dreams, and their desires, so that they really realize that anything is possible. That led me to scripture, and the Bible confirms that. With God, all things are possible, and I think a lot of times we try to make it on our own because society promotes making it on our own, and it sells. It sells easily. It sells quickly, and (laughs) oh man, Uh, a lot of times, we go down roads that are not necessarily bad that actually scripture talks about. Um, and I was talking about this with a friend recently about the manifestation space and and this place that we can get in when we get into that state. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of it actually lines up with scripture, but scripture can be nipped and tucked. It can be picked through, moved through. It can be serving. It can be self-serving. Like really, you can literally take scripture to back up any belief that you have. And you can be like, see, see right here in scripture. See, it says it right here. And and it can be used to manipulate. And I don't think a lot of people have it with the intention to use to manipulate scripture, but with feeling good about themselves. We want to feel good about where we're at, the choices that we've made, the choices that we wish we wouldn't have made. and we just want to feel good and it's amazing like with Jesus there's peace that makes no sense you literally can look at the world around you your world and the world at large and go shit's fucked up this doesn't make sense and then like laugh and smile and truly like just feel the embodiment and the in the inner pure true essence of your soul that knows everything's gonna be all right everything is going to be all right. And you're like, I don't get it. How? And you try to like mathematically write it out and calculate it out. And when you have Jesus in your life, it's funny because you don't even think to do that. You understand and you realize that that is a fat waste of time because it's just not going to line up or add up the way that makes sense to this world. (laughs) 
And that's the change that that I've gone through. And a lot of people talk about conceptualizing it and understanding it and manifesting it. And I'm like, no, that's not it. (sighs) I saw something recently. It was a post that talked about I didn't manifested it. I, I prayed for it. Like manifestations are answered prayers. And I'm like, God, God is so simple. It's so simple, but we like it so complex. And I think we like it so complex because we can we can connect. We can connect with other humans when it's so complex and we can tell ourselves that that's what it is when really Jesus, when we look at his life, he came to turn things around and that's exactly what he did. He took the chaotic, the confusing, the complexity of it and, and spoke so simply, like two, three words, follow me and do not fear what? God, Jesus, whoever you are, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, whoever, I don't even know what I'm supposed to call you. Do you not see? (laughs) We can get so mad. We get instantaneously pissed. We're like, what the fuck? Do you not see? And he's like, you don't. (laughs) You don't see me. You're idolizing everything else. You're making everything else a God, a small g God. You're putting it all above me. You're putting the worry above me. You're putting the stress above me. You're putting the fear above me. Follow me. I'm like, at where? Where Where are you going? How long do I have to follow you for? How will I know that I've followed you long enough? How will I know? Like, give me, I want the rules. And then we're saying we want to break free from the rules because we hate the rules. They box us in. They keep us trapped and stuck. And we're like, I fucking hate this. I want out of the matrix. And like, <laughs> and like, because I love you, I won't force you. I will invite you. And it began with an invitation. The transformation begins with invitation. And he invites us. And then he gives us so many ways to, to accept the invitation. He gives us feelings. He gives us emotions. He gives us thoughts. He gives us so much. Like if you look at self-help industry and the billion, 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 multi-billion dollar industry that it, that he is, it's all woven within. And we're like trying to find other ways. And he keeps it simple and so simple, pure, true, and basic. We're like, that can't be it. <laughs> Two words are going to transform my life. No, my life's a fucking shit show. It is a mess. Two words, follow me. Yeah, no thanks. I'm going to go with someone who understands my complexity. And then things get more complex. We're like, this isn't it. No, that wasn't it. I tried that. Mm-mm-mm. Worked for a little bit. <laughs> then it stopped. I want something that lasts forever. I want transformation that endures through generations. And he's like, I know. Trust me. I know everything about you. I know your body, your mind, your heart, and your soul. I know. Follow me. And we're like, no. Nah. Ah, you don't get it. <laughs> and then we get pissed. And you know, like, then we get something that we don't want. And he's like, I've come to take that from you. Take on my yoke. It's easy. Take on my burden. It's light. You won't even call it a burden. And so you get confused about it. How is a burden light? No, burden is heavy because that's our human experience of it. And he came to have us experience a supernatural experience with it. To really embrace and embody all that he's called us to be. The truth of who he's created us to be. The image that he sees. And that's the image of love. It truly is that simple. (laughs) 
<laughs> not easy. <sighs> a lot of times we make it about what it really isn't because we're afraid. We're afraid to let him in. We want to take credit for it. We want to showcase and we want to, we want to prove that all of our hard work, all of our energy, all of our time, all of our effort was quote unquote worth it. Was it worth it? In the eyes of others, in the eyes of other humans, in the eyes of those from our past who've hurt us, we want to look back and we want them to look back and see what they missed out on and see that we were so great and see that they shouldn't have treated us that way and see that they were wrong and we were right about it all. And we want all the credit for it all. And when we stay in that mental mind game and space, we stay stuck, we stay lost, we stay hurt, we stay confused, we stay jaded. And a lot of times we want to make it about what it really isn't. We want to make it about ourselves. We want to make it about this or that and see, validate me, validate me, validate me, validate me, make me feel good, make me feel right, make me feel better then. And a lot of us live life in that way. And a lot of us in living life that way wonder why it's so easy to go astray and wonder why this thing that felt so good for that amount of time began to die. And then we look back and we're like, how did I miss that? How did I miss that that, that was dying? And I didn't even see it. And it was happening right in front of my face. And I realized this so much about my own life. And all those times where that happened is when I had walked away from him. And I was afraid to let him in. Because I was afraid of what he would say about me, think about me, feel about me, if he saw. If he saw it all. And so I showcased, I showcased part of it and I hid part of it. I, I said, well, look over here, look over here, look at how great. See, I'm trying, I'm really trying, trying to be good. And he was like, no, my love, you're trying to keep me out. That's why you feel like you always want to fucking scream and shout and get angry and feel confused and feel afraid and feel scared and feel stuck. And feel like it's not safe to trust. It's it's not always easy. Because walking with Jesus. Is like walking with someone who's holding up a mirror. And what you see. He says he doesn't see. And you don't believe him. What you see. When you look in the mirror. Is all the ways you're making yourself wrong. All the ways you've gone astray. But the beautiful thing about a mirror is it reflects back. And when you have Jesus, when you've accepted him into your heart, your mind, your body, your life, your soul. You look in the mirror. When you look at your soul, you see him. And that's what he sees. That's the beauty about him is he doesn't see what we see. His ways are higher, greater, better, bigger, stronger, taller. And we're so limited in the way that we see things. It's incredible. We can see things that aren't even there. We're 
We're like, I, I don't get it. How do we see things that aren't even there? Well, think about all the times that you've worried about the future. Think about all the times that you've created stories in your mind and you're like, I just know, I just know that when this happens and then that's going to happen and then this is going to happen and then, oh my God, I'm just, ah, I just know. You can't just know that. What you need to know is that you're just lying to yourself. And what you need to know is that the enemy loves that. He doesn't want you against him. He wants you against yourself because then you're doing his job for him. You're making it easier for him to be him. When you become your own worst enemy, you become the enemy. You become the one that defeats yourself, that beats yourself up over and over, day after day after day. And God is like, whoa, mm -mm. I've come to, to make change. I've come to be the change. I am. I am the change. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. And we're like, no, I'm living in the darkness. And he's like, I know. Trust me. I walked that road. And that's why God manifested himself in the person of Jesus. So he can truthfully and honestly and with integrity say, I know. Trust me. Follow me. I walked out of that death. I walked out of that grave. I am the way. New life. You get the opportunity to experience new when you leave behind the old, but not when you do it on your own. And so many of us are trying to do it on our own. All day, every day. Look at me. I'm the way. Look at what I created. And we're glorifying and edifying ourselves. A lot of times we, we make it about what it really isn't because we're afraid to let him in and we want to take credit for it. We want the credit. We want that gold star. We want the 100%. We want the teacher as we went through the matrix of elementary school to say, wow, you're good enough. And and then we start to, to see things that aren't even there. We start to see our worth on a number, on a letter, a score, on a sticker or a stamp at the top of the paper. Well, the teacher says that I'm an A student, or I'm an E student, I'm excellent, or that I'm an N student, I need improvement. And we start to calculate that as an equal sign to our worth, to our value. And we start to see things that aren't even there. And God, it's like, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, the teacher gave you an N. You accept Jesus into your life and you're not an N. You're you're an E. Like you're an A. You're awesome. You're admirable. Because you don't need to be perfect. You just need to follow me. And I see you're not trying. You're giving. You're not trying to. You're giving effort to. And that is what I ask of you. And I knew that you would always feel like you fell short. And I knew. No one ever likes to feel like that, wants to feel like that, desires to feel like that. And I knew that if you felt like that, you wouldn't believe that you were worthy or deserving of being loved the way that I love you. And because I did, I sent him, my son, to die the death that you deserve because you are a sinner. <laughs> so you don't have to live in sin. You don't have to feel 
so horrible every time your human gives in, gives into temptation, gives into the thing that you know you shouldn't do. There are so many things I knew I shouldn't do, even before I was a follower of Jesus. And then even after, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> ah, fuck. Ah, I messed up. And he's like, I know. Trust me. I knew you would. I'm like, you knew I would? Yes. You still love me? <sighs> That's not even a question. I feel like, you know, sometimes we're like, there's no dumb questions. And sometimes I'm like, okay, God, that was a dumb question. <laughs> of course, you still love me. Thank you for loving me. Like, I, I just overwhelming. And Alpha, the other night we were talking about, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the presence of God and by God's love? And I'm like, dude, dude, every day, every freaking day. <sighs> I'm like, what? Uh, tell me again. Like, I need the validation. Why do you love me? Do you not see me? Do you not see how crazy and chaotic and confusing and messed up and fucked up I feel like my life is? And do not see that I like I'm I'm not together. That I'm I'm perfectly imperfect. Do you not see that I that I have struggles consistently and constantly? And he's like, mm-hmm. God is like the most excellent listener. I imagine his ears are like jai enormous ginormous gigantic huge i was reading the bfg with my daughter <laughs> we're talking about the big ears you know the big friendly giant the big big ears he's so generous i was reading today day 81 in the bible in one year I got the express versions. I think there's different versions. So if you've ever gone through Alpha, like Nikki Gumbel and his wife Pippa, they're so cute. And I love their accents, but they've got an app. And today was day 81. And it talked about the reading this morning, always be generous. So I'm like, God, that's not always easy. <sighs> like sometimes, like the generosity, right? Yesterday, we're driving to church, of course. And I'm like, oh, man. So I see this homeless guy and he's like wobbling across the street and he's got a limp. And of course, our pastor was like talking about a guy that went to church and parked in the handicap area with the limp and he's wobbling. And I'm like, oh man, like I don't have any money. Maybe I need to start carrying cash with me because maybe I need to give him something. It's Arizona. It's 108 degrees in the summer, beginning of the summer. Ugh, in the middle, it's going to get like 12 degrees hotter than that. Oh, and I'm like, I should go like give him money. Who am I? I'm a horrible person because I didn't stop or make a U-turn or to right instead of left to like go out of my way to help and be generous. And I'm like, okay, stop it. <laughs> but we can be generous through prayer. So I just prayed for him. I just simply in that moment said a prayer for him. God, please bless him. Please bless him. My life is so blessed. Like you have blessed me abundantly. Will you do the same for him? And sometimes when we pray for a stranger, we never know the ripple effect or impact that's going to have. I always pray, God, right now, in this moment, will they feel the presence and essence of your love? You're with them, supporting them, surrounding them, caring for them, guiding them. In Jesus' name, amen. And then I turn. Like, that, that is generosity. That's what we get. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, did you know when you pray, they pray? On your behalf. Like sometimes I think that we think, oh no, I didn't pray the right way. <laughs> I didn't pray all day. Oh shit, I forgot to pray. Like they're praying on your behalf when they live within you and they live in your heart, your body, your mind, your life, your soul. And then we get to be generous and we get to stop beating ourselves up. We get to be generous in the way that we treat ourselves. We get to be generous in the way that we speak to ourselves when we learn about the way Jesus speaks about us. 
ah, it's so good. So in today's passage, we're talking about generosity and it's a beautiful characteristics in people. We love and we admire generosity. And we get told, you know, be generous, be kind, treat others the way you want to be treated. And we're like, that's fucking hard when they're being assholes and dick faces. Like, what? I should treat the, okay, you know, I'm going to treat you the way that you're treating me. I'm going to treat you the way you're treating me. You like that? <laughs> that's not generous. And we're called to pray for our enemies, love our enemies, turn the other cheek. And I used to be like, what the fuck? Why would I turn the other cheek? Did you see what they did to me? You see what they did to the other cheek and I'm supposed to give them more to abuse, more to use? Hell no. We get to start thinking differently. When we start to contemplate how we think of God. And I wrote this down this morning in my journal. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How big is my God? Right? What am I focusing on? And I, am, I, am I focusing on the bigness of my problems or am I focusing on the bigness of God? Do you think of him as little, a little bit mean or tight-fisted? Or do you think of him as extraordinarily generous? We see God's generosity in the natural world. These statistics and numbers blew me away. Like my mind can't even wrap my mind around them. I'm like, huh? Okay. There are over 25,000 varieties of orchids. The orchid is just one Okay, so like if you're a numbers person, you do the math. The orchid is just one of 270,000 species of flowers. And in the one of the 270,000 orchids, there's 25,000 varieties. Like God doesn't fuck around. He's, he goes big and he goes home <laughs> and he sits on his throne, but he's not like an almighty, I sit on my throne and like zap lightning bolts at your face. Like we get it all wrong <laughs> in this space of our mind where we're like, this is who he is. In our galaxy alone, like ours, just ours, just ours, there's over 100 billion stars like our sun. 100 billion. Don't you think about Austin Powers and the like pinky to the corner of his mouth? <laughs> 100 billion stars. Our galaxy, get this, fucking mind-blowing. Our galaxy is one of over 100 billion galaxies. My brain stopped. I don't know about yours, but I'm like, okay, my brain stopped. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It means he's generous. It means he is in abundance, massive massive abundance it's thought i'm like by who who thought this that for every grain of sand there are 100 million stars again my mind stopped and i loved this line it says in a throwaway line in genesis the writer tells us genesis 1 16 oh it was almost like a, yeah, and by the way, he also made the stars. Like, I read the Bible, and, and then there's throwaway lines, and I don't even realize that I'm reading throwaway lines as I just read. I don't know about you, but like cliff notes, right, spark notes. I'm like, yeah, 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 get to the point. Well, the point is, God loves us. The point is, there's more than enough. The point is, there's abundance. The point is, there's generosity. The point is, you don't need to be so tight-knit close-fisted because you're afraid. You're afraid you won't be provided for. You're afraid that you're not good enough. You're afraid that you're not worthy. You're afraid that you're not deserving of more. 
He calls us to give, give generously. Because look at the fucking galaxies. He gave generously. Those stars, like my brain stopped and I can't even comprehend. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't get it. Right. Because our problem is not that we don't love God. Our problem is that we don't realize how much he loves us. One of my pastors says that. And every time I'm like, fuck. Like, do I have to spend a lifetime trying to figure out how much he loves me? No, you don't have to. You get to. I hear these voices. And sometimes I'm like, man, I think I'm schizophrenic. Maybe it's my hearing aids. Like, I hear voices. It was really weird, the transition to getting hearing aids. I was hearing shit that I'd never heard before. Like birds sounded like they were in my brain. The ticking of the car blinker, like, I'm like, ah, it's in my brain. Get it out. <laughs> I think I need to go to Linnehan. We hear things in different ways. We see things in different ways when we follow him, when we spend time learning about who Jesus was, who God is. And his love and generosity, his kindness for us. This past weekend at church, I, I go to two churches. I've said that. So I went on Saturday and then we went on Sunday. We served and then we, we, we went to the service. We serve and give and we give and serve. And it's this beautiful infinity, like flow, this loop. We learned about God's kindness and, and humanness, right? This human experiences that we have that cause the hurt and the pain that we have. And that's why God is not human. Because if he were still, we would project all this stuff onto him. And when you read the Bible, you're like, they didn't even believe him. Like Jesus is standing right in front of them. And he would like read the scripture on the Sabbath. He would stand there and he'd read. And he'd be like, boom, mic drop. That's me. And they're like, huh? He's like, all this stuff I just read to you, it's talking about me. I'm standing right in front of you. Don't you see? And they're like, what? No. No, it can't be. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, you guys don't get it. I think so many of us don't get it. And because we don't get it, we were afraid because we're afraid of what we don't get. We're like, no, it doesn't make sense. And, and then we're like, you know what? You know, I'm just going to take credit for all this. It was me. Look at me. I'm so great. I got the gold star. My mom didn't have to sign my paper. I didn't have to return it, take it to the teacher and feel horrible and skip recess for extra practice. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> I think a lot of us, we want to be good. The only time I've ever felt in my life ever that I'm good, like quote unquote, I'm good, is when I've spent time with him, following him, learning about him. And when, and when I read about him, like there's a throwaway line. He also made the stars. Oh, BTW, by the way. Huh, that's Genesis 1.16. Oh, he also made the stars. But then when you dive deeper into it, in our galaxy, there are over 100 billion stars like our sun. I don't know the last time you actually contemplated the sun. Like, it's mind-blowing. Our galaxy, ours, the little Milky Way one, right? Little one. How can we compare its size to the others that we don't even know about? Is one of over. Not just one of. One of over 100 billion galaxies. And for every grain of sand, there are one million stars. Did your brain just stop? I think a lot of times we're like, yeah, it did. So I don't get it. So I'm going to go. I've got some other things to do because, you know, life 
Hashtag live in life. Gotta work. <laughs> I'll think about it later. How do you know how much later you have? Hmm? How do you know how much later you have? What if you don't? We all know people have died. We all know that we're all going to die. How much later do you have? To think about when you're going to be generous. To think about when you're going to give this whole Jesus thing some thought. What are we following? Are we following wanting to take credit for it or give credit to him for it? That's the way that I've committed now to, to live my life is to not take credit, but give credit where it's due and it's due to him. And sometimes I feel like I have nothing to give to him except like my paper that says N <laughs> here needs improvement. <sighs> I, I don't know what to tell you. This is all I got. And he's like, that's more than enough. You gave me all of you because you followed me. And I knew you felt like you would never measure up. And because of my love, I sent him so that you could and you would. And you didn't need to worry about not being able to because I love you. This whole thing is a love story. It's such a beautiful love story. And it gets to be as simple as that. God sees you with delight when you've let Jesus into your life. And he gives generously to all. That's James 1.5. If God is so generous to us, we should also always be generous. Are you being generous to yourself? Invite him in to your heart, your mind, your body, and your life. And watch the ways that your generosity will change. I love you guys.